welcome. Uh, a few days uh, ago, um, I was teaching about the will of God and how to submit and yield to this will of God. And it is interesting because most of us, most of us do not appreciate that the, the creator of the universe has a plan. For most of us, um, we think it is all about us. We think it, um, people often forget that God will also have a plan, you know, and they do not make room uh, for God along the line. And I just want us to uh, be considerate of that. You see, in these end times, God is preparing his people for his purpose. God is preparing his people for his purpose. And it is more than your your feelings, your expressions, your heart desires. And I know that in most uh, cases, uh, church can be so preoccupied about the blessing of God for people, how people are receiving, how people have their needs met. But I just want to remind you that in this end time, the focus is bigger than the satisfying of individual needs. And uh, the church, the early apostolic church actually understood this. You know, they, they kind of uh, thought the Lord was coming right away, you see, but they had a better understanding of this uh, purpose of God than the church today. Now, what the Lord is impressing upon my heart is that there is coming an anointing. There is coming an anointing on the body of Christ that is going to prepare people for this encounter. There is coming an anointing for the body of Christ that is going to prepare people for this encounter. And that is what I'm speaking on today, anointed for the king's service, for the king's service. Hallelujah. God, God has a plan. God has a purpose. And Revelation chapter 11, verse number 15 to 18, let's look at that. And then let me begin to teach the plan and the purpose of God and the reason why God is anointing people for his service. God is anointing people for his service. Revelations chapter number one, hallelujah. Revelations one, verse number five, uh, verse number 15 to 18. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Yeah, there we go. So Revelation chapter number 11 verse 15 to 18 he says that that then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying the kingdom of this world hallelujah the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our lord the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. Then the 24 elders who sit on the thrones before God fell on their faces. They fell on their faces and they worshiped God saying, we give thanks, uh, we give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and uh, who is to, who was and who is to come because you have taken, because you have taken your great power and reigned. It says the nations were angry and your wrath has come. And at the time, and the time of the death that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, uh, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name 
both small and great. Praise the Lord. So, so uh, th there's a there's a plan, and there's a plan for every uh, believer to know that God has this agenda. And the agenda is that the, the purpose or the will of heaven is that the kingdoms of this world, the entertainment kingdom, the political kingdom, the, the, the entertainment kingdom, the education kingdom, every other kingdom, every other kingdom of this world shall become the kingdom of our God. How is that going to happen? How is that going to happen? And that's what I'm going to be teaching you uh, today. Uh, this is what the seventh uh, angel with the trumpet, you know that the seven trumpets that are going to be blown and most theologians believe some of them have even been blown already. Uh, we are trusting the Lord. He says that when the seventh trumpet is blown, what is going to happen is that loud voices in heaven shall erupt and they will be saying that now the kingdoms of this world the kingdoms of this world. These are the kingdoms that the, uh, the enemy presented to Jesus and said, I will give to you if you bow to me. And he said, no, there's no shortcut to it. And says, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God and of his Messiah. And then the, the 24 elders broke down and they were rejoicing. And then the dead in Christ, you see, we're, we're going to be lifted up again. The saints who had died, those who had also not believed God, were going to be judged. So this purpose, uh, this purpose is God's great move. This purpose is, is bigger than us uh, continually asking God for the provision of our daily bread. And I was teaching you that the, the nations are raging. The, the, the nations are raging because they do not want to submit these kingdoms unto God. They, they, they don't want to submit it to God. This is bigger than any mission statement of any church. This is bigger than the ego of any pastor. This is bigger. You see, this is more than wearing designer suits and telling people to sow seeds for you. God has a plan. And it's bigger than what we think. And that is why when they came to Jesus and asked him to teach them how to pray, Jesus Christ was very specific in that model prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 7 to 12, he says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the, the Gentiles do, as those who do not know the Lord do. He says, they, for they think that their prayers are merely answered by what the repetition of words over and over again. He says, don't be like them. For your heavenly father knows exactly what you need even before you ask. That's a very serious point. He says, don't be like them. Don't keep asking. Don't keep asking about your needs. And that is level five. I taught you last time. There are levels in this model prayer. Okay. And I'll be showing you. And he says that when you pray, pray like this. Our father, first of all, acknowledge his lordship. Acknowledge his fatherhood. Then be delighted about his holiness. He says, hallowed be your name. Be delighted about the holiness of God. There are many people, they don't really care about the holiness of God. They don't speak up. They don't, they don't care about anything. He says, be delighted not in his holiness, but also be delighted. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Great presence of God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory. Listen, he says, be delighted also about his kingdom, the coming of his kingdom. Be excited about the return of God's kingdom. Be concerned about the will of God being properly reflected on this earth. He says, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And these are model things he wants us to do. These are four levels. Level one is his, his fatherhood number in heaven. Number two is his holiness. Number three is the coming of the kingdom. Number four is the reflection of God's will in our lives here on earth number five is level five is when he goes to our sustenance and provision and he says give us our daily bread that's fifth on the ladder and then he now goes about uh grant walking in love and forgiveness he says and um, and we forgive us our debts as we forgive people so you see the latter part of the prayer is concerning us but the initial half of the prayer concerns the lord and he says now we are praying for provision of daily needs See, and you're praying for the ability to walk in love and then to keep yourself from sin. And when you read other versions, you tell you that and help us not to yield to temptation. Help us not to yield. The Lord does not lead anybody to temptation. He, he says, help us not to yield. So may we be able to keep ourselves, you see. for And then it ends by saying that for, for the kingdom is God's and the power is God's and the glory is God's even now and forever. So this is the focus. Jesus said that when you pray, these are the things you have to do. But for most people, we've skipped level one, level two, level three, and we've gone to level four and level five. We are not concerned about the fatherhood of God. We are not concerned about his holiness. We don't hallow the name of God. We are not concerned about the kingdom that is coming. We are not concerned about the reflection of God's will on earth. We are only concerned about going to God for level five. Give me my deliberate. Give me my deliberate. And I told you about the prodigal son. He said, give to me what pertains to me. I don't want to live with you. I don't want to serve you. I don't care about your holiness. I don't care about your will. Just give me what I need. And let me move on. And that is that is the picture we have with many, many Christians and even many churches. It is just about the will, the, um, the, the level five needs, the things that they want and the things that they desire. You understand? But this is not God's plan and this is not God's purpose. Glory to Jesus. This is more, there is more to it. There is more to it. And the, the, the people who are able to connect, the people who are able to attract, the people who are able to receive uh, or connect to what God is doing, they are the people that live beyond the expectation of their level five needs. You need to go beyond it. You need to go beyond it. I'm praying that you will go beyond it. You need to really go beyond. You need to be concerned. Be concerned about the holiness of God. Be concerned about the sacredness of God. Be concerned. Be concerned. Be concerned about the purpose of God. You can't. You can't just ignore it and every time your whole desire is that give me my daily bread. This is what happened. You see, and many people, there's an angel with a trumpet waiting to blow it. I want to remind you. There's an angel with a trumpet waiting to blow it. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's an angel with a trumpet waiting to blow that the kingdoms of God, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of, of our God. And you are you are excited in church following some prophet or you just doing all the things you want to do. And you, are, you can't be concerned about the holiness of God. You are lost. Many people are fighting for positions in church. This thing is so big. I feel the church is lost. And I cannot preach a single message without reiterating the fact that it looks, we need to examine our ways. We need to examine our ways and come back to what matters. Come back to what matters. We need to examine our ways. You cannot, I'm telling you one more time, you cannot just continue as if this is all about daily bread. This is not all about daily bread. This is not all about daily bread. There is more to it. Look at Genesis chapter 13, verse number 8. Genesis chapter 13, verse number 8. 
Glory to Jesus. Genesis 13, verse number 8. Thank you, all those of you who have joined us. I see about 18 people, 17 to 18 people on Facebook. God bless you, all of you. Share, share this and let people listen to it. Share it and let people listen to it. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Genesis chapter number 13, uh, verse number 8. So, um, Lot and Abraham went into a little misunderstanding concerning where their sheep were grazing and all that. And then as, as Lot was so concerned about this, he Abraham said to him, let there be no issues between us, okay? Let there be no issues between us. Just choose where you want to be, and I'm also going to choose uh, where I want to be. And Lord, the Bible says that Lord looked. You see, verse number nine, it says, it's not the whole land before you separate yourself from me. And if you take the left hand, I will take the right. Lord looked and saw the plain of Jordan. He saw where, where and it was well watered like the land of Egypt, and he chose for himself that side. Look, it is not every well-watered garden that has God there. Can I preach to you? It is not every place, every garden that is watered, anything that looks good, that means God is there. No, it doesn't mean that. It does not mean that. God, what, what Lord what Lord did was so severe, and I'm praying that many of us will not do that. What Lord did was wrong. What Lord did, he thought that because that place looked good, and it, it, it goes even to churches. Some people choose churches just because of their physical outlook. It looks nice. The, the church looks good. It looks like this, these people are well-to-do. It looks like them. No. God may, God, God may very well not be in a 10,000 seat auditorium. And this is what happened to Lot. He looked at the place of Jordan and it was good. And he thought, oh my God, this is where the thing is. And the moment he separated himself from Abraham, look at verse number 14. After Lot had gone, after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, lift up your eyes and look as far as you can see. Any direction, north, south, east, and west, Lot went to the east alone. God said, lift up your eyes and look. As far as you can see, I will give you. And I will give it to your descendants. And the thing is going beyond Abraham. is transcending beyond him. When we don't align with God's purpose, we choose for ourselves only. And we send our generations into trouble. But when we will align ourselves with God's purpose, look at what God came to do. He said, it's good that this separation has come. And you need to be separated from the enticement of this world. You need to be separated from the pleasures of this world to be able to come into this form of divine alignment. You need to be separated. You cannot live the way you do and think that you will be prepared or anointed for the king's service. You cannot. You cannot. You can go and ask Lord. Abraham grew. Abraham became a huge man. Abraham became successful. Abraham was so anointed. Abraham became blessed. Kings came out of him. Kings would sit with him in council because he aligned with God's purpose and he was anointed for the purpose of God. Anointed for the purpose of God. I'm praying for you that you will also be anointed for the king's service. May you be anointed for the king's service. In many Christians are, are unaware of these things. And I'll be telling you a lot of 
revelatory things today and praying for grace that you will understand. In Persia, in the kingdom of Persia, King Ahasuerus was king over 127 provinces, 127 states. And in these kingdoms, in these states, the Jews were scattered, scattered there. This king held the feast for 180 days, over six months, I think so. Six months, continued feast for six good months. And they were celebrated. You see, and in that kingdom, what they did not know, because in a few years to come in that kingdom, somebody was going to rise up against the people of God. An influential person, a person occupying a very strategic position, a person whose words the king listens to, a person whose words those in authority listen to, was going to rise up against the people of God. But what they did not know was that God in his omniscience knew that years ahead, this is what was going to happen. So God strategically orchestrated and started preparing some people and anointed them to be able to stand in the king's palace, to be able to fit into the king's court, to be people who also, when they speak, the king will listen to. I feel so great an anointing on me. I'm struggling to speak well. Such great anointing. Many people, many Christians, many churches, many pastors. This is bigger than your, your the church ego. I have a 20,000 seater church. I have four services. This is bigger than all that. There's an angel with a trumpet waiting to blow. The seven trumpets shall sound when the kingdoms of this world shall turn over to our God. This is not churches. <laughs> this is more than that. God has a plan. Now, as this, they were having this six months celebrating, God was preparing a, an orphan girl. And why did God choose Esther? God is making a statement. Those forsaken, those overlooked, those ignored by the systems of society, God is reaching out and preparing those same people as agents of change and influence for this entire. How did God do this? God removed people from positions. I taught you last, um, last, a few days ago, a few weeks ago, that without, you can find that scripture and put it up, without inquiry, the Lord removes, he shatters them and he sets others in place. Hallelujah. God removed a queen from her position. God, yes, God removed a queen from her position using the same system they had built because God has a plan and God's plan was bigger than Queen Vashti's ego. And God used those same things and he removed her there. He, God caused chaos in the kingdom of Ahasuerus. I'm saying some very important things today. I pray that you will listen. I pray that you will listen. God created chaos in the kingdom of Ahasuerus. God used that chaos to remove Vashti. And God used their own suggestions to pave a way for his anointed. Glory to Jesus. No over had this poor soil. As you prepare yourself, as you prepare yourself, God will meet you with an anointing that will make you ready for the king's service. Job chapter 34, verse, use the NIV, verse number 23 and 24. Job chapter 34, 
verse 23 to 34. It says that God has no need to examine people further. I say God removed Vashti. Why am I saying that? Because if Vashti was queen, the Jews would have died. God removed Vashti. God used Memukan, a certain man, one of the diplomats who had a very diabolic plan, who was very angry about Vashti's actions and made certain remarks that caused the removal of the queen. The Bible says in Job 34, verse 23, that God has no need to examine people further. And 24 says, without inquiry, God shatters the mighty and sets up others in their place. And that is what happened in the Persian kingdom, in this mighty kingdom. Many, many, many believers, many people don't know. God will do anything, but God still works through people. And God needed somebody in that palace. And God needed somebody. But that person had to be prepared to receive the anointing to be able to stand in the king's court. There are many people who cannot stand in the presence of nobles today. There are many people who cannot stand in the presence of nobles today. God set, the set, he set Esther up. He, God is creating ways. God is making adjustments. God is creating positions in organizations. God is creating positions in institutions. God is making ways in governments. God is making ways in ministries, in places of interest, influence, and power for those who are focused on his will, for those who are prepared for his end time agenda, not just for their bellies. No. God is making way. God is making the way. God is preparing people. God is preparing people. This kingdom were in six months celebration. And as they were celebrating, God was working on an orphan. Mother died, father died, uncle took over. And such mentors, I'm praying that God releases such mentors who see beyond their personal gratification, who sees beyond their personal uh, uh, satisfaction and look into that purpose. There's an angel with a trumpet waiting to blow it. There are many established ministries who could help younger ministries, but they will never do it. There are many established ministries. I, I saw one gifted young man. He struggles so, he struggles so much. And sometimes the established ministry will tell you, change your, your ministry name and use it, put it under mine before we can help you. Oh, oh, change your ministry name. Change your ministry name before we can help you. Churches have become just avenues for people to enrich themselves and people feel so powerful. People feel so powerful. But there's an angel with a trumpet waiting to blow it. And there's a God anointing people who are prepared, not church position. I'm telling you, this coming anointing is not for church deacons or church elders. This coming anointing is not for, it's not for, for, for pastors or for bishops. This coming anointing is for the forsaken. This coming anointing is for the forsaken. Esther, the orphans, the neglected by society. God is preparing them to be the saviors of this entire. I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, without inquiry, God will shatter people. God will remove people. God will remove people. God will remove people and prepare his own people and anoint them to stand in the presence of kings. They are anointed for the king of king's service and they will serve in the king and earthly king's court. Praise the name of the Lord. Esther chapter 2, verse number 12, and then verse 15 and verse number 17. Six months they were there. When they were planning this party, when they were planning this thing, God was working on a young girl. And I pray for you that as you, as you uphold the holiness of God, as you hold to the sacredness of God, as you are concerned about the kingdom of God, as you are concerned about his will being reflected on this earth, that God will position you strategically in a place. Look at Esther chapter 2, verse 12. It says, the turn came for each woman, each woman to go into Kina Hazarus. I think you can use the NR. As we interplay between this, this is fine. The tent came for each girl to go into Kina Hazarus. After being 12 months under regulations for the women, since this was the regular period for their cosmetic treatment, for their cosmetic treatment, six months with oil and myrrh, and six months with perfumes and cosmetics for women. Can I, can I teach you here? Before they could come into a king's court, they had to be kept 12 months. They had to treat their bodies for six months. They had to be taught things for six months. They had to be, listen, they had to be prepared for a whole year so that they could stand in the presence of the king. How much more the king of kings? And everybody went one after the other. Look at verse number 15. When the turn came, glory to God. When the turn came for Esther, your time is coming. But I'm praying that when that time comes, you will be ready to stand in the presence of nobles. You, you, you stand in the presence of nobles. You stand in the, in the king's court, anointed by the king of kings for his service. You will stand in their presence. When the turn came, and this was what will distinguish you from everybody. The time for Esther came. Everybody's time is coming. But when your time comes, they will see a different thing with you. The Bible says that she was admired by all who saw her. Esther, she won the favor of everybody who saw her. This is what shall separate you from them. Because God was preparing you whilst they were celebrating. God was preparing you because you were forsaken. God was preparing you because they thought you had nobody. And, and, and look at verse number 17. He says, now the king was the king was attracted to Esther more than any other woman. Can I prophesy to somebody listening to me, to somebody forsaken by the system, to somebody ignored, to somebody left alone because your parents are no more, because the church thinks you are a threat to them. Because listen to me, God is preparing you and God is going to cause you to come into favor with people in strategic places. Favor, the king was attracted to her the most. God is going to, God is setting many people up. And God is setting you up with strategic people. He's giving you favor with strategic people in strategic places. But I want you to remember 
that when God grants you that position, remember that he anointed you for his service. Don't forget. Don't forget. Many other people got set up. Many ministers got set up. God took them from nothing and brought them into many things. Today, they've forgotten. They are building empires for themselves. They are so concerned about that. In fact, men of God, you have to look decent. But there's a certain level of outward appearance. When I see with the man of God, I, I realize he's lost it. Because this thing is more than putting chains around your neck. This thing is more than wearing rings on your figure. And there are many, many young men of God. Everybody just go and buy a ring, a ring on your finger. What would a ring on your finger do to you? An angel is waiting to blow a trumpet. There are 12, 24 elders seated at the throne of God, waiting to bow and cry, holy, holy is the Lord, that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. And you have a sense of fashion. And you sit on social media, you do like this. And you say, I'm prophesying to 50 people. Anybody that types amen, anybody that types amen, your destiny will change. And you too sheepishly, you take time and type amen. And God doesn't read social media status. God doesn't read WhatsApp profiles. God doesn't read social media posts. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. But don't forget why God put you there. Many, many, many huge ministries have forgotten why God anointed them. And today they can say to younger ministries, change your church name. If you don't do this, I curse you. I put a limit on you. To subvert a man in his cause, the Lord does not approve. Lamentations 336. The Lord does not approve. The Lord does not approve. Young ministers, young ministers, pastors, wives, every the thing is gotten into the heads of many ministers. This is bigger than you. This is bigger than your church. This is bigger than your ego. This is bigger than your mission statement. This is bigger. We need to correct a lot of things. I put a limit on you. You cannot go anywhere. You, you are lying. So long as they align with the purpose of God, they will surprise you. So long as they align with the counsel of God, so long as they can wait in preparation, God will surprise you. God took an orphan and turned her into a queen. Most gratos an orphan. Without inquiry, he didn't dis, he didn't have a meeting about her. Without inquiry, he shattered vastly. He broke to pieces like an entire kingdom and positioned a young girl there. This is the God I serve. I don't forget it, but do you know something? When Esther got into position, like many people today, Esther forgot why God put her there. Esther forgot why God put her there. Then the plot that made God put Esther there happened. About years later, Haman rose, and this was a man of influence who the king listened to. This was a man of influence who the king listened to. This was a man of influence, and the king listened to this man. And so this man decided he was going to destroy the Jews. Then Mordecai, the same mentor, I'm praying that God will give us mentors like this man, who see beyond their church affiliation. There are some, some so-called fathers and ministers. They don't even want to see some young ministers. They don't want to see them. All of them are included in the problems going on. 
I'm telling you, all of them are included. Have you seen these huge ministries invite teachers, people who have the word of God on their lips, like me? Let me use myself. It's not that I want to be on anybody's pulpit, but let me use myself. Anyway, me, I go some places. Let me not use myself. <laughs> have you seen them invite teachers? If you see a big ministry, so-called big ministry, established ministry, because we judge those things in numbers. So you see a huge ministry and they invite a younger person. It's because that person can come and profess and say people's name. That's all. They're also part of it. Why are we not in Africa and Ghana when established ministries and um, established, you know, senior ministers carried prophets behind them everywhere they went? They are part of the problem. I did a study and the number of people that are dependent on prophets is so serious. Listen to me. Why? Because some time ago, when some ministers finished preaching, it's not, you see, it's not like sometimes in our church, the pastor will finish and call somebody to lead prayer. That's not what I'm saying. Ministers, senior ministers walked around with prophets at, at like their handbag. And anywhere, whether they traveled, everywhere they went, after they finished preaching, then they called the prophet and gave the prophet the mic to also do their things. And so that thing also created an awareness of another type of ministry that suggested to the church that the preaching of the apostolic message was not enough until it was complemented by prophetic gimmicks and prophetic sayings after the preaching of the word of God. I say without apology because it's true. It's true. It is true. Many, many, many senior ministers, they work with prophets. All of them, they work with prophets. They carry the prophets for years. Anytime they finish preaching, then they give their minds to the prophet. And then the prophet. So, so they, 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 they started because these were accepted father figures in the country. Father figures in Africa. So they were not impressing, whether they knew it or not, I don't know, but they were impressing upon the church society that the apostolic message was not enough until it was complemented by a prophetic word. What Peter said, that this is the sure word of prophecy after preaching the word. So today, 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 any meeting you go, when you finish preaching the word of God, the members are expecting you to do something, to do what? To, 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 to perform, to, 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 to prophesy, to the same thing. This, this, this is in part due to what the fathers also did. Some of the senior ministers did. And that is why today there is such a dependence on, on the prophetic that the apostolic message seems that it is not enough. May God anoint you for his service. And don't forget why God placed you in that position. Don't forget it. Today, church leaders can flout 10 cars. Some of them do, they do a China invasion, Europe invasion. God has not sent them anywhere. This is just calculated. This is calculated by themselves to gain human acceptance and popularity. Luke 16, 15 says that the things that human beings cherish so much, the things that are so remarkable in the eyes of people, they are not, they are an abomination to God. The Lord detests them. The Lord detests them. I saw one senior minister in Nigeria. He has a huge followership. 
I saw him write something that I could not, I could not for, for, for my sanity believe that it is important. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it. Just give me a second. Let me read it to you. He said, everybody in life needs a prophet. God said, I will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my life. If you must live, have your eyes set on your prophet. Listen to that. If you must live, have your eyes set on your prophet. Even Moses, who was a major prophet, had a prophet. God made Aaron Moses' prophet because God knew Moses needed it. In other words, regardless of your status or what, or what you are in life, you need a prophet. Prophets are divine gifts and gifted men who serve as intermediaries between God and humanity. The real question is, how will you handle your gift? A lot of people have unknowingly killed their prophets. If you want to live and escape the biting serpent, you must place value on your prophet because they will communicate God's will. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Those who justify themselves, thank you, Richie. Those who justify themselves before men. Those things that are highly esteemed among men, they are abomination. I'm telling you, an angel is waiting with a trumpet to blow. 24 elders are standing. Seraphims of six wings are standing by the Lord. And you are in your church and you, can, you, you cannot see. This is, you are propagating another will. Don't forget why God put you there as a minister in the first place. Don't forget it. Esther chapter 4, verse number 1 to 4. You will be surprised. When Mordecai and the Jews heard that this is, there was a statement to kill them, that they were going to be annihilated, when they were going to be removed, they broke out into crying, they went into fasting, they wore sackcloth. That is how they fasted and they wept and lamented. Now listen, don't forget why God put you in that position. And I'm speaking to Christians in relevant positions, Christian mentors, Christian fathers, Christian pastors, parents, don't forget why God anointed you for that service. When Esther heard that the Jews were fasting, that her uncle had put on sackcloth, Esther was troubled. So I was happy that she was troubled. But look at what Esther did. Esther commanded her maid servants and, told them, and gave them clothes designer words from the palace and said, go and give it to my uncle Mordecai, who is fasting and praying against the death of an entire nation because he's embarrassing me in front of the palace. So give this clothes to my uncle who, who has wore sackcloth, who has denied himself the luxuries of this life, who has poured ashes on his head and is broken before God. And his prayer, go and give this designer clothes to my uncle and tell him to wear this and stop fasting and stop that he should take off his sackcloth. Wow. Esther. Esther. That the orphan girl that the, 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 the man raised up. The, the orphan girl that the man prepared so that she could fit into those who were taken into the king's court. 
the orphan girl who had no hope. And this mentor gave her hope and trained her and, and fasted with her and wore sackcloth with her and helped her get into the palace. Today, she is in that position. And Esther has become diplomatic. Esther has become consumed by the system. Esther has become so, 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 so politically correct that Esther feels that the, 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 the things that took her into that position are an embarrassment to her now. May God forgive the Esthers among us. Even so, there are many of us that God has anointed. There are many of us that God has positioned. There are many of us that God has placed in positions. Look at this thing I read about from this senior man of God. And I'm not saying he's a false prophet or anything. That's not my issue. My issue is why do you tell people that set your eyes on a prophet if you want to leave? Why do you tell people? In fact, common sense is even counterintuitive because one man, how, how many people can he attend to? Even in one service that he does, he's not able to minister prophetically to everybody. So why are you saying that if people want to live in this dispensation, they should keep their eyes on the prophet? Psalm 34 verse 5, and that is how I give the name to my church, uh, to the church I pastored, uh, Radiant P345, Psalm 34 verse 5. Scripture says they looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not put to shame. You don't look to any man. Look at what Esther did. You cannot look to any man. Look at what Esther did. After being in the palace for a few years, the very first things they did, the very sackcloth the Jews wore, the very ashes they put on their head, Esther is sending clothes to her uncle Mordecai that he should stop wearing them and change the clothes. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I was so surprised when I saw that. Esther was so disappointed. Esther was so disappointed. He said, change your sackcloth. Do not change your sackcloth. Do not put off your sackcloth. Do not take it off. I'm telling you. And I'm so glad that a mentor like Mordecai, he did not. He said, take your, take your priestly, take your royal garments. I will not take this sackcloth off. Because this is bigger than you. An entire race is going to be annihilated. And you are thinking about me embarrassing you because you are in a position. This is bigger than us. Tell your pastor, I said, this is bigger than him. Wear your sackcloth. Be broken before God. Stand before him. This is bigger than churches. This is bigger than our church. I, I pastored a church for 12 or 13 years. I've left it for somebody else to come and take over. I'm still sitting here. This is bigger than us. This is bigger. Esther says, leave the sackcloth. Don't leave your sackcloth. So do you know what Mordecai told him? And I want to say that to every believer in a position today. Mordecai said to Esther, Esther chapter 4, we are still there. Verse number 13. He sent back this answer. You see, even before they asked Esther for help, she was saying, hey, you know that we can, I can't, nobody, they didn't even ask her anything. She just sent a designer garments and then she added a message. You know that I cannot go to the king. You know that if he doesn't call you, Esther was not part of the protocol. 
Esther forgot what brought her to the palace. I had never known this till God opened my eyes. Illumination, may you receive illumination. I never knew that was what Esther did. Esther appeared a very good girl to me until I read this and I realized that she almost missed her mark before she repented. So Mordecai said to her in verse 13, do not think that because you're in the king's house, because you're in that privileged position, you alone of all the Jews who escaped. Do you know the coming, do you know the coming, the coming horror that is about to uh, uh, go over the church? Do you know the, 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 the troubles that are coming? That's why I'm preaching this. I'm going to teach it today. Bear with me, bear with me. He says, do you, do you think that because you're in that position, you will escape? For if you remain silent, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. Hallelujah. And I'm saying it to everybody who God has lifted, who has now become silent, who has now become embarrassed because of our prayer life, who has become embarrassed because, and he's telling us to stop this and put off your sackcloth, that if you remain silent, don't think you will escape this, but know this, that deliverance and salvation shall arise from somewhere else. God will raise, listen, those of you whom other ministries, other people of influence, people who could have assisted you, people who could have stood for you, they abandoned you forsook you. Listen, listen, listen. They, they are silent, but don't worry, for God will cause deliverance and salvation to arise out of other places for you. That is what Mordecai said to him. I said, don't be, you think, you think you can escape this? God will cause deliverance to arise for us from somewhere else. And Esther, Esther came back to her senses. And Esther said, I will fast. I will fast with you. I will also wear sackcloth in the king's palace. I will lock myself in a room. I will seek God with you. Hallelujah. The people God is preparing, they are not ashamed to wear the sackcloth. They are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So how does this still pan out? How does this still pan out? with the scripture I read for you in Revelation chapter 15. How does this pan out? Revelation 11, the scripture I read to you, you don't have to show it. How does this show that the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdom of God? You know what God did? God used this Esther, this little girl, and God put her in that palace. So before Haman's letters went out, because Haman's words were heeded to by the king, the king who listened to him. So before he could speak things into the ears of the king, God put his daughter closer to the seat of influence than Haman. Can I prophesy to somebody? Can I preach to somebody who has been waiting on God? Can I preach to somebody that God is preparing? God is going to bring you closer to that seat of influence than your enemy. Somebody has been whispering things for your distraction. And they whisper to people who have influence. But God is anointing and preparing you. And after those months of preparation, he will bring you closer to that seat of influence. How will the kingdom, how will the angel of the seventh trumpet be able to blow it? How will the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God? I see most of you on Facebook, almost 30 people. I'm encouraging all of you to share it. Every one of you share it. Share it and let people listen to the truth. Let people listen to the gospel of Jesus. Don't be ashamed to share. Some of you have been ashamed to share. You are ashamed for the sackcloth. Share it. 
How will the angel blow this? How will the kingdoms, the political kingdom, the, 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 the kingdoms of this world, how would they all coalesce and submit to the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ? God is going to have a deja vu. The same thing that happened in the palace of Kinahazarus is happening in the world today. Chaos. There is coming, there's a coming chaos and repositioning. The, the coming chaos is coming with a repositioning. God, just as he positioned Esther in the king's palace, so close to the throne of influence, God is currently moving his prepared children. God is moving his prepared children whom he has anointed into key places. I'm telling you, this thing is bigger. It's bigger than your prophets, your prophets 2022 uh, goal. It's bigger than your church's 2021 goal. I'm telling you, this is much bigger. This is much bigger. God is, is, is preparing, is preparing people. Esther was prepared for one year. Six months, but because Esther's access was beauty, but this time the access God is using to position his children into strategic places is not beauty, but it is divine illumination, is intellectual ability and spirituality. God is using intellectual ability, spirituality, divine illumination to position his prepared children in strategic places so that they can help the kingdoms of this world to become the kingdom of our God. Hallelujah. A lot of chaos is about to happen in the world. But that chaos will come with repositioning. God will shatter and remove from positions, like he removed Vashti. God will shatter and remove, and in other places to God will create new positions. Get ready, those of you who are prepared. Get ready, those of you who are working in holiness. Get ready, those of you who are committed to God. God is bringing you into higher dimensions of influence for his work and not for your belly. There is a coming chaotic move in this world, which is going to be accompanied by a repos strategic repositioning. Many institutions are going to struggle with problems. They will not be able to solve their problems. And that is when God will push his people. And this access is not through beauty. Young Christian lady, young Christian lady, don't use your body for anything. The access into new dimensions of influence in this dispensation is through illumination, intellectual ability, and spirituality. Many people are lost. Many people are so consumed in their self in level five, level five needs. They are consumed. Multi-billion industries, governments. How would the kingdoms of this world be the kingdom of our God? 
all these billion dollar companies, political organizations, scripture says an angel is waiting to blow a trumpet. And you think God is not working? He's working again. For thine is the kingdom. Hallelujah. For thine is the glory. Hallelujah. For thine is the power. Unto him alone shall all the nations gather to. Scripture says the nations were angry. Why are they raging against the Lord and his anointed? Receive access through divine ability. Receive access through intellectual ability. Receive access through spiritual illumination. Receive access. God will use, I'm telling you, breakthroughs in science shall come from Christians who are prepared. Breakthroughs in economics, breakthroughs in physics, breakthroughs. Hey, I'm telling you, software companies, God, something is about to take place. You think this is the normal trajectory? No, something is about to take place. How will God gather the kingdoms to himself? I said, something is about to take place. And I pray that you be prepared because you will not just be a level five believer. Give me my daily bread. And that is what is happening in most parts of Africa. Daily bread, daily bread, daily bread, daily bread. The whole thing is bigger than daily bread. No concern about the holiness of God. No concern about the will of God. No concern, no concern. Many churches are lost. Many churches are lost. Many. I pray. Now, listen, the reason why this is important is that God used this just the same way he used it to save the Jews from Haman. God is using this as his end time move to be able to bring nations and kingdoms under the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this anointing that is coming is that it's not, it's not beauty. Esther's access was beauty. Your access today is through divine illumination. It's through intellectual ability. You think, you think God is still just picking anybody who doesn't learn, who doesn't know anything? No. Because this will be the, the new evangelistic move. This will be the new evangelistic, the new evangelistic movement it's not the short-sightedness of many churches that is going on. You, 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 you are just, you, the, the, if, let, me, let me talk about the senior ministers, so those who have gone ahead, who have, and it's not all of them, so I'm not speaking against everybody. Those who have, who have made, relegated the glory of God to be just material wealth. The Lord has blessed me. And anytime they say bless me, it is just, it is just material, material. The blessing of God is, we are not a serious people. The blessing of God is no material wealth. No, it can be part of it, but the church now equates the blessing of God to material wealth. So when somebody has a church and it, there, there are only two people, there are only three people in the church, he thinks he has not been blessed by God because the church is not 10,000 people. I feel so much anointing here. I, I want to even stand and run around. Something is happening in my body. When somebody has a church with 10 people, it is God has not blessed him. When somebody does not have a car in Africa, it is God has not blessed him. When somebody does not have three services, God has not blessed him. The blessing of God is not in money. The blessing of God is not in money. You want to be blessed? God's new evangelistic movement. Have you seen young people like us? I'm even getting old now. On any of these senior ministers' platform? No. 
No, they are part of it. They call young people. Were, were we not in Africa when senior bishops took questionable prophets and started working with them? Were we not there? We were there. We were there. Nobody should criticize prophetic ministry. The prophetic ministry is very good, but it has its limitations. But the same people criticizing it, they stand in awe of men speaking predictions. The church, and I repeat myself for free, as I've been doing many times, the church has confused the glory of God for goosebumps. Today, when somebody's in church and they get goosebumps, they say, oh, I feel the anointing. What anointing? What anointing? What anointing? This new evangelistic movement of God, because the opposition that is coming on the church today, if God doesn't help us, Bible said it, he said, if he does not cut the day short, even the elect will lose their life. So there's a new evangelistic movement. And this new evangelistic move of God is not, we will not be able to enter into markets to preach anymore. Are you listening to me? All people want today is to be able to prophesy. I don't see young men asking for the spirit of wisdom anymore. I don't see young women asking for the spirit of wisdom anymore. I don't see it. Everybody just wants to prophesy and predict. Look at that. Look at that. God, listen, we will not be able to move into church. I feel so much heat in my body. Something is happening to me. Mark will not be able to enter into markets to preach, will not be able to enter into town squares to preach. You have no idea what is coming. The church, especially the church in Africa, as for the church in America, they need help. They need too much help, I'm telling you. But the church in Africa, oh my God. You, we, we will not be able to, you can't go anywhere to preach the gospel. The way laws and, and reforms will suppress this thing, you have no idea. But I want to tell you that you think that God is as daft as your prophet, who is just who is just interested in dressing blue, yellow, red, blue, yellow, red, pointed shoe, walking, saying things. We are not serious. God has a plan. 24 elders seated in heaven, the host of heaven, waiting to say the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. And you think that they are just leaving it to the church. Today, the church today, we are just interested in programs, 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 programs. Look at you, look around. Look around if anything sustains our churches other than programs. I'm asking you, look around. Israel had a few festivals in a year. If I'm not too sure, major festivals were just about three. Few festivals in the year. But look at us. A church can host program every month, 100 days. Why are you doing 100 days? People need to do something else. 200 days. And because the more you come, the more money they get. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor John. I love that scripture. Have I become your enemy because I'm telling you the truth? Pastor Braca. Look at that. This new evangelistic move is so critical to God that God is preparing people. You have no idea. Stop trusting in beauty. Stop trusting in prophetic ability. Stop trusting in we have this church. No, 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 no. God is moving his children gradually to places of influence. Closer to peoples whose letters can change destinies. Yes, that will be the new evangelistic move. That will be the true intellectuality, ability. That is how come influential nations, influential kingdoms, institutions, 
they shall turn to God. That is how can you can, because what is happening now, we, most of most believers today cannot engage even prime time news anchor people, engage them for them to change, like the way Paul engaged Agrippa, engage him with the word. Most people cannot do that today. Most Christians cannot do that today. You understand me? They can do it. So what God is doing, because he's not a man and he's such a he's such an omnipotent, omnipresent and omniscient God, he's bringing his people, he's preparing them like he prepared Esther and putting them in strategic places. Okay, turn your Bibles to Daniel chapter one, verse number three to four. And God is cause, going to cause great chaos. Great chaos was, you, you, you see, chaos will overwhelm many huge companies, institutions, and they will have problems they cannot solve. And when it happens, it will create access to the prepared children of God. And so Nebuchadnezzar had raided another mighty king, just like Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus was king of 127 states. Nebuchadnezzar was a powerful king of Babylon. He raided Jerusalem took prisoners captive. Nebuchadnezzar had magicians. He had wise men. He had astrologers. He had childings. He had people who could reach stars. Yet Nebuchadnezzar had problems. He had problems none of them could solve. So when Nebuchadnezzar turned around, he told his eunuchs, go into these children of God. I feel like some are sorted in this place. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. Don't worry. It's not Jeff Bezos we are talking about. It's not Elon Musk we are talking about. We are talking about King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. We are talking about King Hazaros. We are talking about mighty kings that rule nations. Babylon king. We are talking about this man. He said, go into those children of God who are, who are living in captivity, those children in bondage, and look among them and see if you find any of them who are versed in every branch of wisdom, who have aptitude in every kind. Listen to that. You, you, you cannot bump courses if, if you are diligent. <laughs> You cannot fail. The, even today, research is proving that giving the right uh, learning strategies and teaching methods, almost every student can do well. You, you, you are not a disappointment. You are not an academic disappointment. You are not an intellectual disappointment. If you shall apply yourself, look at him. He said, look for people who are versed in every branch of wisdom, every Every day can show aptitude in every kind of learning. They are endowed with knowledge and insight. And these people are quick to understand and they are competent to serve in the king's palace. Thank you. They are competent. They are, they are qualified to serve. Go and look for those people for me. Why is Nebuchadnezzar looking for these people? This is what is going to happen in the end time. This is what is going to happen in the end I say huge industries, huge kingdoms, because that angel will blow the trumpet. The seven seals will be open, and that is the last seal. And it will not happen when he blows it. 
God would have started working, working. So this kingdom, even the entertainment kingdom, I'm telling you, it will turn over to become the kingdom of our Lord. The financial kingdom will turn over. So they went and brought these people and they saw three young men, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they saw them. You see, then God created chaos. And I'm telling you, the same principle that happened with King Hazarus is the same principle that happened in, uh, in Babylon. It's the same principle that happened in Egypt. And it's the same principle that's happening now by the church is going away. We should be preparing our young people. We should be preparing our young people intellectually, spiritually, yeah, and in divine illumination. More than, more than, look, look at, the, the, there are a lot of churches I see, especially since I got in, in this part of the world. The way their ladies dress on stage, wearing tight jeans, showing their shapes and singing. You are wasting your time, oh. You are wasting your time, I'm telling you. You, you. you may have the consent of your pastor. Your pastor is not God. You really think God, God, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. You are not concerned about, I'm telling you, you look around. I saw one church somewhere in this part of the US. It was a Ghanaian African church. And the ladies that were doing worship, they were all wearing some tight, you know, skinny tight jeans that showed every shape of their body. And they were holding microphones and they felt so good in sneakers and they were singing. I just kept laughing. Quack, 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 quack. You are wasting your time. Because you cannot ignore the honor of God as a father. You cannot ignore his holiness. You cannot ignore his kingdom coming. You cannot ignore the reflection of his will and then be concerned about what you want for yourself. You can have 20,000 people. It's not a problem. Do you know the number of people in heaven? Do you know the number of people in heaven that you saying you have 20,000 seated people? Do you know the number of people seated in heaven? Even just those 24 elders, do you know the abilities they have? You have 20, you are the biggest church in America. You are and so what? And so what? Nebuchadnezzar is having problems. You are about to have problems. And his people could not answer. His people could not answer. So Nebuchadnezzar called all his wise men, Daniel chapter 2. He said, I've had this dream. I cannot answer. And I want you to tell me, you people are smart people. You people are, you people are learned people. They tried, they tried, they couldn't. They couldn't. So verse number 10, you know what the people said? Verse number 10 of Daniel 2. Bless the name of the Lord. The, this wise man, the childish answered the king and said, there is no one on earth. There is no one on earth who can reveal what this, the king is demanding. There is nobody on earth who can solve this problem. The thing that the king is asking is too difficult. <laughs> look at look at verse 17. Daniel came, the king wanted to kill people. Daniel came and said, don't, don't, don't kill people. Daniel went to home and informed his companions. I hope you have friends you can pray with. In this competitive Christianity we have built, men of God can't even tolerate each other. <laughs> I said, one man of God, I said, well, I would like to talk to you, not for anything, just to say hello. So don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll call you later. I'll test you. They, they can't even tolerate each other. They can't tolerate each other. They just want people to fill their churches. 
people who, who used the ministry as contingency had nothing to do, had nothing to do. Daniel went home and informed his companions and told them, let's see God concerning this mystery. I'm telling you, chaos and repositioning. And Daniel and his companions began to see God. Verse number 19. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. That's it. Mysteries. Engineering mysteries. It is you that you, you think that the, the, the presence of the Holy Ghost is only to stand in the church and do give me my daily bread, give me my daily bread, give me my daily bread. My husband, oh God, I need to marry. God, my wife, oh God, my children, oh God, open this door. God, open door. Level five Christians, level five. They ignore his holiness. They ignore his fatherhood. They ignore his kingdom coming. There's an angel with a trumpet waiting. You think they are waiting for you? So, so, so God finishes your enemies. Kill them, Lord. I used to pray some prayers. I want to help correct some things. Mysteries, mysteries of science will be revealed to those who are prepared. How would the scientific kingdom come to God? How would the economic kingdom come to God? Mysteries of economics, mysteries, mysteries of politics, mysteries, difficulties, breakthrough cures for, I'm telling you, treatments that cannot be cured will be cured and it will be prepared. Christians who had, who had waited and God has anointed them, the way God revealed this mystery to Daniel, he revealed it to them. The Bible says that at the end of the day, the king of Babylon saw Daniel to be 10 times better than all the people he had put there. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what, 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 where you are positioned, but God is bringing you closer to a certain seat of influence, closer to a certain point of influence, and God is going to use you to solve mysteries. Are you ready? Is there any mystery solver listening to me right now? You are not there, and I know many people, especially uh, most Africans who get to travel and get to have a, a, a kind of a better life somewhere, and they forget everything. They forget, they, they forget everything. They forget the reason why God put them there. You are there for a reason. You are anointed for his service. Don't be shy. You are anointed for his service. I pray that you get ready for this. Are you ready? This is the same thing that happened. Uh, I think Daniel chapter 6, in the time of Tindarius. Can you read that before I go? Daniel chapter 6. Matakatayade. We are going to pray now. We are going to pray now. Masetakaturiade. He says, and he pleased Darius to set over to set over the kingdom 120 administrators or satraps throughout the whole kingdom. And he set three presidents over there, including Daniel. To these satraps gave account so that the king might not suffer loss. And Daniel distinguished himself above all the three presidents and all the satraps because, that's the reason, an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to appoint him over the whole kingdom. 
Are you listening to me? This is what God is doing in the end time. He's not giving me my daily bread. There's a big agenda. So this kingdom can be easily committed to God because those that sit in council with the king, those whose words the king will hear to are people that God has placed his spirit in them. That is what is going to happen in the end time. You can look for uh, the story about Joseph, man of God, where God put that little boy. I said, God was caught chaos. They were in prison. His, his brethren sold him. I, don't, it doesn't, you see, I told you the anointing is coming on some group of people. And God used orphans, Esther. God used slaves, the oppressed, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God used the abused, Joseph, sold into slavery, cheated by his brethren. Sold, even, even abused by Potiphar and the wife. In prison, God called chaos. Caused people to dream. God used him to answer. Then God still caused, the prison was not enough. God had to bring him closer. God is bringing you closer to a seat of influence. There are many of us, I am where I am today because God wants me there. I see a friend of mine, uh, Mark Taylor on, God positioned him at a strategic place for his purpose. And that purpose will be revealed. And when it gets to that day, do not forget like Esther. Esther was shy that people, the people, his uncle that prayed to her was now wearing sackcloth. So Pharaoh also had a pro problem. Pharaoh had dreams, he had issues in Kurinaza. And then God gave Joseph the ability. I told you this anointing is an ability. And this ability, I want to say this and close now. I, I, I feel so much. I feel so much of God's grace on me. I, I, I didn't even want to stop talking. It got to a point I didn't even know what to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there were, there, was, there were issues in the palace where all the wise men, they could not answer. And God used this divine ability, this, this intellectual ability he had given to, to, to Joseph. And Pharaoh said to him, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Glory to Jesus. He removed the signal ring from his hand and put it on Joseph. This is the ring of authority. Not the ones these young, young prophets buy and they wear their ring. Oh, and the ring for what? And they put it on their hand. And he arrayed him in garments of linen and put gold around his neck. And he had him to ride in chariots. He was the second in command. When he is, the Bible says, when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. This is what's going to happen. And this will be God's new evangelistic movement. Because you will be so instrumental, you'll be so successful in that work you are doing, in that position that God has brought you. Esther was so successful as a queen. Um, Daniel was so successful as a president or as a satrap or administrator. Joseph was so successful as a prime minister that when they spoke something about God, the kings will listen to them. The king ran to Daniel and said, has your God saved you? That is the new evangelistic movement. We will not be able to go out one-on-one -on -one and knock doors anymore. There are many parts of the world today, you can't be mouth speakers to speak about the Lord Jesus. There are many places you start speaking and people are actually opposing you. You cannot use, listen, the reason why the prophetic will not 
grow out is that you cannot use the prophetic as an evangelistic tool because they are psychics and they are soothsayers and they are predictors and they are palm readers. So when you come, that are you listening to me? That is why God will not give you the prophetic to use it as an evangelistic tool in your organization because they will not think it is God. They will think it's something else. But when there is evidence of divine ability, when things that nobody can solve, you are the one that solves it. When things that nobody can do, you are the one that God does it through. Then they will realize that what is it with you that causes you to be able to do that? Then you can tell them. Now you be God. I don't even remember how to sing that song, but that is it. That it is God and not man. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Breakthroughs of science, breakthroughs of business, agriculture, ideas. I told you about Joseph, how he changed the, 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 the DNA. It's in, in, in science, it's called epigenetics, where you change the phenotypic expression of an organism without manipulating its internal DNA. God is, God is looking for people. You remember the scripture in Daniel 1? It says, look for people who can are equipped to learn all kinds of things. You are not learning anymore. Now you be God, almighty God, you know, be man. Oh. Yes. You are not learning anything. Even the Bible you are boasting of, you don't learn, you don't know the scripture. And you are praying, God, bring me helpers, helpers, helpers for what? You cannot stand, you are not fit, you are not competent to stand among princes. And don't worry about using prophecy, it won't work there. Evidence-based medicine, evidence-based science. Then they will ask you, how did you discover this treatment? Then you will tell them the source of that illumination is the Lord Jesus Christ. The church today has bottled him to predictions. You think that if Jesus had five minutes with us in church, all he will be doing will be telling about, about people and their name and where they came from and their age. Go back and ask God why you have that prophetic ability. It is not to tell people about things they know themselves. Go back and ask God. Are you ready for this coming anointing? Are you ready for this coming anointing? It's going to lift you up. It's going to open eyes. Wherever you are, I want you to begin to bow your head down and begin to pray that the Lord shall stretch forth his anointing. The Lord shall open your eyes. Look at Lot. He looked at the, the physically good places and chose. It was his end. Lot didn't do anything significant in scripture again after he made that choice. But look at Abraham. You want to pray? You want to pray that God will help you open your eyes. God will help you open your eyes to the new movement, to his plan, his purpose. Pray, pray, begin to pray wherever you are. Begin to pray wherever you are. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I feel so much presence of God. May God help us. May God help us. May God open our eyes. May God open our eyes to truth. This is bigger. This is bigger. It's, it's much, much bigger. 
It's bigger. Come on, come on, wherever you are. Come on, wherever you are. Begin to pray. Begin to thank him for this word. Begin to thank him for this word. Begin to thank him for this word. Hallelujah. Thank him for this word. Wherever you are. And pray that your focus will not be the focus of the Lord. That your will will not be reflect his will. That your plans will reflect his plan. Come on, come on, come on, wherever you are. Begin to pray now. Open my eyes to see Jesus seated upon the throne. Open my eyes to see Jesus seated upon. Pray, pray, pray. Come on, pray wherever you are. Begin to pray, people. Yeah, let me hear you praying now. Lo seketa, lo boro o sekete. Raba lebe 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 sutalaba. Mande katalaba. Parodo sete. Heru unozala raki ovona. Milo husetelian nolo. Mo santa yes, pray. Koro mo sante. Yanda la balebe. Sitane griobolo bosata. There's something bigger. There's something more important. Open our eyes to see, Lord. Open eyes, open eyes. Lebe 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 lebe. Sita la gado, sita la, sita la ba diva andosa. Come on, come on, thank you, Lord. Rani lebe sita la ba la ba. Ayege tebe lebe lebe lebe. Makatu lebe lebe lebe. La ba lebe lebe lebe. Rapa lebe 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 lebe. Your eyes open to the will of God is bigger, is bigger, is bigger. Cost me to see it, cost me to see it, cost me to be able to download it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Want to pray that any anywhere you are positioned, that you will not turn like you know, Esther nearly missed it. And the word of prophecy to her was that if you remain silent, relief. And deliverance shall come from another place, but you and your family will perish. God has a plan. I want to pray. Anywhere that you are, whether in your business organization, that God should give you the grace to perform Daniel. When you Daniel one, I think it was Daniel one. He says, and they were found ten 
times better than the others. That God will cause you to be found better than your colleagues, better than your peers. That they are, God will grant you grace that you will excel in that position where you are. And that will be part of the new evangelistic move. May you excel. Yes, Brother Makela, may you excel in that position. May you be lifted high and high. May God give grace to you. Not, not, in, in, not in prophesying to people, no. But your work shall prove a higher form of intellectual ability. A higher form of illumination. Pray, pray. I hope you understand what I mean. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Pray, pray. So Nagatose, great aptitude. Masuta lakaturiade. Mustan tabrakaturiade. Masse pray. Let me hear you pray, people. Malebelebeleveza. Reketelebelebe. Rakatelebelebelebe. Pray, 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 pray. Masse dalaba. Those of you who can unmute and pray, pray. We are here to pray together. in the name of Jesus. Daniel chapter 1 verse number 20. Daniel 1 20. In Daniel 1 20. Thank you Jesus. It says in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them he found Daniel and his friends ten times better than all magicians, all enchanters, all the childings in the whole kingdom. This is the anointing that is coming. There will not be a lot of prophetic abilities in this end time, no. There will be divine illumination and enlightenment because God has an agenda to gather the kingdoms of the world to himself, not to show your your superpowers by telling people things about themselves, it ends there. It doesn't bring kingdoms to God. Kingdoms must come to the Lord Jesus. Kingdoms, not home sales, not, 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 not uh, corner shops. Kingdoms must come to God. Kingdoms, these guys are going to space. Kingdoms must come to God, not corner shops. And, and home says, and kingdoms will come to God. If I 10 times better, you're going to pray for the anointing of 10 times better. And you don't need to sow any, ten, any seed in multiples of 10. All the tricks that they do. You don't need to sow any seed in multiples of 10. Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah never sowed any seed to merit this anointing that God gave them. No. To this young man, you can find that scripture, it's still in Daniel 1. To this young man, God gave wisdom. To this young man, God gave wisdom. And he didn't sow seeds in 10 multiples of 10, 100,000, 10,000. No. I had one of these tele-evangelists in the U.S. here asking people to, to pay his radio bill of $4.3 million for a month for being on radio. Who asked you to be on radio? 
who asked you to be on radio and, you, and, and have a debt of four over $4 million, and you are asking people in the name of Jesus to pay that debt, God will judge everybody. Ten times better, you are going to pray that prayer. You are going to pray that prayer, and you are not sowing any seed of 10,000, 1,000, 1,000. No. I don't even take any offering when I preach here. I've done crusades all over Ghana. I remember in our crusades, it was only in Odan, when we still region, that now they force us that people want to give offering. We go there with medical help. We treat people for free. I pay for the medications. We treat them for free. We do the crusade and preach and go. And now they will say, please take. So I remember one of the chiefs in one place we went said that was the thing that made him send his elders to the crusade ground to listen to the gospel. That we, unlike all the other people who have been coming there, we are the only people who brought them medicines. And after we spoke about the Lord Jesus, we didn't take any money from them. And I said, no, you don't want any money. We would rather give you some. Daniel 1.17, to these four young men, God gave knowledge and skill in every aspect of literature and wisdom. And Daniel also had insight into all visions and dreams. This is what I told you. I said that the coming anointing, Esther had access through her beauty. And for 12 months, they, they, they had to work on her body, her face, and God added favor to it. Now, in this season of God's end, new uh, evangelistic movement, he's not using beauty. No, don't go and sell your body. God is using intellectual ability. God is using divine illumination and spiritual insight. Those are the three things there. And then they said, in every matter and understanding concerning which the king inquired, every matter, psychology, sociology, medicine, uh, business, economics, languages, uh, politics, uh, whatever, Every matter that they questioned these boys with difficulty, they found that these boys were 10 times better than even magicians, people who used occult powers to know things, people who use dark magic and enchanters to be able to understand things, these boys. Not, they didn't give offering. They didn't give 10,000 seats. They didn't give multiples of 79 and 10. No, are you ready to, to pray? You are praying that God grant unto me knowledge and skill in every aspect of literature and wisdom and give me insight into visions and dreams and make me 10 times better. Begin to pray this prayer wherever you are. Come on. Rabo saka talabala balaba. Reka talabale bele bele bele. Palabale bele 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 bele. Raka talabale bea. Matabale bele bele. Yetele bele bele bele. Rebede bele 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 bele. Masa talabale bele bea. Ayanda balabalaba. Ayanda la balabalaba. Ayanda la balabalaba. Ayanda la balabalaba. Yabala balabalaba. Knowledge, grant you knowledge, knowledge of God, knowledge of God. Pray, 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 pray,
Yandu, Reco se terebe shantariandi, Ikandali bracase terebe adeado, Lekayakataya deve acataya, in every matter of wisdom, Lord grant me uh, to excel ten times better, Lord, in the name of Jesus, uh, in every aspect of governance, uh, in every aspect of leadership, in every aspect of ministry, in every aspect of economics, uh, in every aspect of Come on, pray, we are almost ending, pray. In every aspect of innovation. Give me the capacity to download the mysteries, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for this end time and for your glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Bring me close. Bring me close to a place of influence. Pray that prayer. That's my final prayer. God, bring me close. The way he brought Daniel close, the way he brought Esther close, the way he brought Joseph close. God, bring me, bring me closer into a seat of influence. Come on, pray this prayer and let's go. Thank you, Lord. Astogada balaba shetelebelebe rapadebedebedebedebedebe 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 rapadebedebedebedebe rapadebelebelebedebedebedebe yeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketekete